0: Time for the November 25th, 2022 edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting on Buy Nothing Day from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always... Because he's all dressed up with nowhere to go. Mahler, the fake news dog. Good morning, Mahler. Uh-huh. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Today yeah. we'll be talking about ecological paw prints, Ooh. mega constellations, hmm. the nuclear bomb, used parts superstore, headbanger rats, and more. <laughs> Headbanger rats. Uh huh. Okay, that's a tease. But first. Yeah. Do you ever consider being a shepherd? Wow. Yes. A
1: shepherd. Not until just now. Really? No, I have not. How about you?
0: Yeah, I remember thinking about it. Yeah. It seemed like a nice job. Hillside,
1: kind of hanging know, out on a hillside somewhere. Yeah. Usually they had their. Grassy they were meadow. sitting
0: down with their backs on a tree, a big tree. Yeah. And they were looking at it, a flock of sheep. Yeah, yeah. I figured that's what they did. They had a staff, but, you know, who uses a staff?
1: <laughs> well, I think the staff would help them get up and down the hills as much as anything else. You Is that what a, it's for? It's a, like a walking stick. Yeah, I skate. kind of
0: thought, when they, are they beating the sheep? Oh, yes. Why are they holding the staff? More wool.
1: Smack, smack. Yeah, More wool. Well, you know, for you, I know that you were a, an aficionado of coffee. And, <laughs> yes. And w- wouldn't you follow the goats around to the different areas where the coffee beans were would that be the goats a sheep? but
0: I, I wasn't gonna yeah. i was thinking more sheep more sheep okay yeah okay
1: well i thought I if you would they, uh, do they in, have goat shepherds no in this fantasy that i'm creating oh. i'd like to think that there are goats that i could chase around as a shepherd and <laughs> yeah. would find coffee that, beans you know they
0: would be your
1: flock the richest the, goats. the richest kind of, of goats. yeah coffee beans yeah that's so oh, huh. that's just me
0: yeah shepherd Mm-hmm. shepherd. You don't see that career path on LinkedIn too much anymore, <laughs> you do you? You really don't. Hmm. No. From the times of India, <laughs> in northern China's inner Mongolia region, dozens of sheep have been walking around in a circle for 12 straight days. You ought to see this thing. You can go online. Okay. I mean, just put sheep circle. Sheep circle. That'll do it. Okay. The behavior captured on surveillance video, (laughs) I guess they're afraid that the sheep are going to be taking the merchandise, (laughs) shows the large flock continuously marching clockwise. Now, I'm trying to figure out myself. Is there a reason they're walking clockwise? Or or did we set the, the motion of our clocks to coincide with sheep circles?
1: Well, I want to know, is it Northern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere? Because that really would have an impact uh, on the the direction of the circle.
0: They're Mongolian region of China, uh, so they'd be Northern Hemisphere. So that would be clockwise. Yeah, so (laughs) they'd be flushing the toilet in the right way. Uh, Anyway, this behavior, captured on surveillance video, shows the large flock continuously marching clockwise in a nearly perfect circle on a farm. I should hope so. You wouldn't want them in the middle of a city doing that uh-huh. for 12 straight days. Uh-huh. You'd think the police would break it up. <laughs> sheep can also be seen watching from outside the sheep circle, while others stand motionless in the center. Uh, the sheep are perfectly healthy, and the cause of the behavior remains a mystery, kind of. Uh-huh. The sheep circle began on November 4th with a few leader sheep. In other words... A few of them went out there and started doing a circle, and then the whole flock just joined in. Although there are 34 sheep pens at the farm, only one, only the sheep in one of the pens, number 13, Ooh. Yeah, are walking in the sheep circle. Now, I'm thinking they embellished the story, right? It really wasn't 13, but if you're going to have sheep walking yeah. in a circle. In a weird way, yeah. Yeah, let's it. count it off to sheep number 13. Yeah. Some veterinarians noted the sheep's behavior is probably caused by a bacterial disease caused listeriosis also known as circling disease. That... Well, I would think that's the cause of it. I never heard of circling <laughs> yeah. disease before. If there is such
1: a disease, yeah. it would seem to me that that might be. Yeah, boneless. the causation bacterium
0: <clears throat> there from this listeriosis lives in the soil and in poorly made pickled pasture grass. Oh, God. That's what they do with pasture grass if they want to keep it for a long time. They pluck it up, not the sheep, but the shepherd. Mm-hmm. See, if you're a shepherd, you know this stuff. Mm-hmm. You pick up that grass and you pickle it. And you pickle it. But and if you make it, if you pickle it the wrong way, these poor sheep can get listeriosis and walk around in circles, apparently. Hmm. But Matt Bell is contrary now to everything we've heard so far. This guy, Matt Bell, a professor and director at the Department of Agriculture at Haptpuri University said, It looks like the sheep are in the pen for long periods, and this might lead to stereotypic behavior with the repeated circling due to frustration about being in the pen and limited as to where they can go. They can't go to the movies or anything like that. They're in a pen. So So this guy thinks they're doing this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they're kind of frustrated. They got nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And he says, this is not good. Then the other sheep join or bond as they are flock animals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's saying a couple get frustrated, the rest join in. It's kind of like a march for sheep justice in the pen, that you know? Could, it's yeah, it's like be. they're protesting. Yeah. I'm, I think,
1: I'm thinking that one of them is one of those uh, square dance callers and they're just playing, they're square dancing.
0: And all they know is one, that's one call. Yeah. yeah Swing grab your partner part, and yeah. go in a circle. Go
1: round and round. Yeah. And, that's, <laughs> yeah. and the guy just doesn't know anything else. <laughs> round
0: and round. See, your partner yeah, go round and, and round. Round, yeah. Over and, and it, over. Yeah,
1: just like yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, and they're having fun. Maybe I don't know. So. I think probably are twelve days of it. <laughs> twelve days. Wow. Maybe they're going for the Guinness Book of World Records on this thing. <laughs> yeah. He... Do they have yeah. that? Yeah. That's yeah. right, Molly. Uh, do they have it? Think bo- outside the box here a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the box. Well, I the guess it is box. in the box. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: true. Great. From yeah. the new site, maybe they did it. I hope they did. I keep hope so. Keep We're going pulling for them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Go. Go for it. From the new scientist, the bacteria that cause leprosy, that's a horrible disease. It deforms Mm, and messes things up. It can happen in your nerves and your eyes. And Anyway, the bacteria that cause leprosy have been discovered to reprogram liver cells that grow new tissue, an ability that may help develop treatments for diseased livers. Great. And for cellular rejuvenation therapy to reverse signs of aging hmm. Wow. So leprosy yeah. might actually be the new fountain of youth. Yeah. I don't think so. But, you know, well, uh, I
1: imagine anything that can be that devastating, that effectively devastating, might be able to be turned in another direction. As It seems that they have they've uh, could be figured it out if it's the powerful.
0: Re- the researchers infected nine armadillos. Well, the natural host of leprosy bacteria. That's why. OK. okay and found the armadillos had significantly larger livers containing large numbers of dividing immature cells. The enlarged livers were perfectly healthy, showing no signs of thickening, scarring, or tumor growth, which are the symptoms of leprosy. Mm. So there you have it. Mm. Well, wow. Armadillos might have a role in our future, as if they didn't already.
1: When I was growing up, leprosy seemed to have an outsized influence on the culture. I remember p- people talking about lepers. Well,
0: you, were, you were a Catholic. Yes. They were always talking and about lepers. Jesus lep- did that leprosy. Thing. Leprosy. Cured
1: yeah. the lepers. And then there was a leper colony in Hawaii that everybody talked about. In, in Hawaii? In Hawaii. There's a famous leper colony. I believe it was run by the Catholics. I'm okay. not absolutely certain about that. But there was a big leper colony. So, yes, to your point. We heard a lot about leprosy when I was growing up. And you would have thought oh. it was much more pervasive than it
0: actually. You was. know, and speaking of colonies. Yeah. You got your, your colonization going on. Right. Then you got your leper colony. Yeah. And then you got your nudist colony. You and go. that's it as far as colonies I can think of. Yeah. Let's see. Why would it be lepers and nudists? That's an excellent sociological question. No, I don't it know. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just kind of befuddles me. You yeah. Because yeah. the track I live in, in Irvine. Yeah. They call it the colony whoa yeah and i've always thought well you know it's not the best name i could come up with a better one but i'll take it and then every once in a while the kids in the neighborhood they Mm -hmm. put up a sign that says nudist (laughs) above the colony and i think it's great but you know the colony (laughs) board gets upset and they take it down but now i'm thinking maybe leper colony is the next one that would be a little bit controversial (laughs) a little bit edgy are you anti-leper
1: You know, camp, yeah, exactly. You know, then, then we the have, lepers.
0: have the leper protest uh, out in front. Outside. By
1: the way, hmm. so you would be colonists?
0: We'd be leper colonists. Yeah. yeah. Okay. From Science Daily, a new study shows that the lifespan for individual honeybees kept in a controlled laboratory environment is 50% shorter, the lifespan of bees, than it was in the 1970s. This isn't a controlled setting. Wow. The results correspond though with the increased colony loss and reduced honey production trends seen by U.S. beekeepers in the outside world in recent decades. In an effort to understand the loss, researchers focused on environmental stressors, diseases, parasites, pesticide exposure, and nutrition, hinting that genetics may be influencing the broader trends seen in the beekeeping industry. If we can isolate some genetic factors, then maybe we can breed longer-lived honeybees.
1: God bless the honeybees, as we have talked Uh, about many, many times on the program. So I hope they figure it out.
0: If this news makes you want to walk around in a circle for 12 straight days, (laughs) may I recommend a donation to KUCI instead? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air, commercial-free, free-form, free-speech, radio, KUCI, 88.9 FM. Yeah, mother.
1: Good boy.
0: He knows the next story's coming up. He's kind of excited. (laughs) Did you ever eat dog food? I tried a dog bone. I know Marler does all the time. No, not uh,
1: not. Yeah. We, we not could not afford mother. regular food. I Sorry, Mother. Dog, yeah, dog food.
0: <laughs> dog food. Yeah. I, I, don't I mean I, aff- affordability, but you, you know, you see your dog. You have a dog. Yeah. You see well, him eat this food. Dog biscuit. Thinking,
1: dog oh. biscuit. I've tried. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Biscuits. Chewed on a dog biscuit before.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. See what it's like. Yeah, I always do if I'm if I get a new dog biscuit. Oh. I usually taste test it. Oh wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, just I've for the heck of it. have not See, done
0: that. No, okay. Well, well I'm yeah. kind of curious. Yeah, you know, and, and some some of them, I think, yeah, this isn't bad. Maybe my dog will like it. Well, the Trader Joe's has a like a peanut
1: butter and something dog bone now. It's peanut butter and other
0: ingredients, but yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, for a dog, and dogs seem to like peanut butter. Well, there's that old thing where you stick it on the roof of a dog's mouth, yeah. and they make, you know, they're. I had a
1: friend who used to do that. just drive the dog crazy.
0: Well, the dog would try and lick lick the butter off the roof of his mouth. I don't know if he went crazy. It was a nice source. It's like chewing tobacco or something. You put it up there, and they can run around with peanut butter up there. Yeah. Not not too much. And they want a little taste. They got it. They got it right there. From Mother Jones, there are over 900 million dogs in the world I thought there would be more, actually. Okay. 600 million cats. Uh... With numbers rising, the impact on the environment of feeding them is under increasing scrutiny. Pet food is usually based on meat, which has by far the heaviest environmental footprint of all foods. According to a new study, wet cat and dog food is far more environmentally damaging than dry pet food. Hmm. The analysis found that a wet food diet for a typical dog resulted in an ecological paw print for the animal that was the same as its human owner. Wow. The research published in the journal Scientific Reports found that a 22-pound dog eating about 500 calories a day of dry food would result in nearly one ton of CO2 emissions a year, but more than seven tons of CO2 a year when fed a wet diet. So, ten, seven times more uh, carbon in the atmosphere on a wet diet. 90% of the calories in the wet diets come from animal ingredients compared with 45% in the dry diets. A study published in, an, in April found that vegan diets were healthier and safer for dogs as long as they were nutritionally complete. Mm-hmm. And that's the key thing there. Yeah. You don't want to go half-cocked on a yeah. vegan diet with your dog, and yeah. next thing you know.
1: Yeah, wheatgrass and raspberry stems or we something like, like wheat that. We like the
0: wheatgrass. Yeah. I find that find little Mahler. Yeah, wheatgrass is good for Mahler. <laughs> Study suggested pet food could be made greener by using alternative proteins like insects. Now, I don't know if we could get... Moller well, to go for an insect, well, but if yeah. you grind it up enough, yeah, make it look like uh, I don't know, uh, a little bit <laughs> of prime rib. Okay.
1: Well, as I recall, I got a box of edible crickets from you once. Huh? I think crickets would be fine. We,
0: I believe, we ate crickets on air. Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and I still have a little that little box of
0: crickets. It was a uh, memorable moment at KUCI. Yeah, here. It was. It was, I yeah. think it's in the uh, archived history of the station. <laughs> well, if not, it should be. Yeah. So
1: I'm not opposed to it. Did you enjoy those crickets? Yeah. They. It, it's The funny thing is it tastes like
0: chicken. I well, it was humans okay. are supposed to taste like chicken, right? I, That's what they always say a, when, yeah, when there's some meat and you go, oh, my God. Yeah. What did that taste like?
1: And you go, ah, taste it tasted like chicken. Yeah. They like, say, if you ate a snake.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, it tastes, tastes like, like chicken. chicken. Yeah. You eat a... Insect, though. To yeah. be honest with you, T- they kind of they kind of toasted it so much yeah. that on it was crunchy. It maybe tasted what? like you know those uh, those pork rinds that they fry. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kinda closer. Tasted like yeah, that. yeah. And then that, I can't remember
1: if it was salty. It was a little salty. Remember, yeah, it was right? kind
0: of, Well, we had different uh, uh, ingredients in each one. Okay. So there was a salty one and a okay. cinnamon one mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember a hot sauce one, maybe. Mm-hmm. I imagine if you dipped them in something, yeah. they might be a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know what you would dip them in? I'd say uh, maybe a little bit of hummus.
1: Hummus would be good. Yeah. Hummus would be, I was thinking maybe some kind of fondue kind yeah. of setup.
0: And I, we were just eating straight uh, crickets. Yeah. I think if you made a nice vegetable base for mm. them. Yeah. Uh, was some green beans, yeah. some onions. Crickets, beetles. After I had the insects, mm-hmm. I ate a box of them. I didn't feel too well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're braver than I am. From Scientific American, the U.S. Government Accountability Office found that Elon Musk's Starlink mega constellations, you hear those guys? Those big constellations of internet connectivity satellites <sighs> that float mean, around in the universe. You mean the Starlink stuff? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean? just said. Yeah. Elon Musk's <laughs> Starlink mega <laughs> constellations. I, heard,
1: I hear Elon Musk and I, my it brain just starts, yeah. starts to get very crazy and weird
0: musk, musk. anyway uh, they have uh, the light pollution from the uh, mega constellations and mm. the orbital orbital the debris mm. from the constellations should face environmental review according to the u.s government accountability office yes yeah yes. mega constellations are systems of hundreds to tens of thousands of satellites in low earth orbit that deliver broadband data services anywhere on the planet. That's the hype pitch there. Yeah. But the rise of mega constellations also threatens to clutter the night sky, cripple the work of some astronomers, and create space debris that could hit you right on the head. Yeah. You don't know where it's going. No. Today, Elon Musk's Starlink constellation's numbers have swelled to more than 3,000 along with his ego and account for fully half of all active satellites in space. For professional astronomers, the satellites are on the cusp of becoming an unmitigated disaster, regularly photobombing telescopes on the ground, and even some in low Earth orbit, like the Hubble Space Telescope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wondered about that. Radio communications from megaconstellation satellites can also screw up sensitive radio astronomy instruments. So you got radio astronomy is getting messed up. you got regular telescopes getting messed up. And you have the night sky. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I just read this morning uh, there was a, uh, a new satellite that's up there that's, gosh, many times brighter than any of the starlings. And they want to put up thousands of those. In fact, I think it's one of the brightest things in the night sky. Yeah. As you look up now, you yeah. can see the satellite. 3,249
1: current satellites. They just launched a bunch more. Yeah, open, yeah. 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 Whoa, Elon over over 3,000, you said. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's... You that's, wanted the exact figure there. I just
1: went online to see, you know, how many. Yes, yeah. I did one. More
0: than 3,000. More than 3,000. It is. 3,249 right. is more
1: than 3,000. Yeah. There is... The goal is much more than that. In the, oh, in yeah. As many much more. as we
0: can take yeah. to, to deliver optimal internet... Satisfaction
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> also in mega constellation news, the day after the government accountability office's report's release, the FCC announced the creation of a new bureau for its space activities, which will help the agency handle the applications of sixty four thousand new satellites it is, pres- is it is presently considering sixty four thousand new satellites yeah. make, they're, they're making applications for yeah. Some of them two or three times brighter than Starlink satellites, like I was saying. Wow. The one that just shot up there.
1: I believe the eventual number that
0: Starlink wants to have is somewhere around 42,000. And in more mega constellation news from the Washington Post, when SpaceX launched 49 Starlink's communication satellites into low orbit in February, the goal was to connect remote locations on earth to the internet. Yeah. That was the idea. But a space storm, like you like the those space storm things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A space storm dashed those plans causing 38 of Elon Musk's satellites to fail and costing the commercial space company millions. Now scientists are calling for better space weather alerts to prevent similar commercial space disasters. The magnetic field that forms a shield between Earth and space, the magnetosphere, is regularly buffeted by winds, flares, mass ejections, and particles emitted by the sun, causing disturbances known as geomagnetic storms. These storms are responsible for for, for phenomena like the aurora borealis and northern lights. They can also wreak havoc on GPS systems, power transmissions, and satellite communications. Although the February geomagnetic storm was relatively minor, it caused a disturbance in earth's upper atmosphere that produced significant drag and made it impossible for the satellites to begin their orbit raising uh, maneuvers. So they were trying to get up into orbit. Mm -hmm. They hit the storm and instead of reaching orbit, the satellites fell to earth burning up as they re-entered the atmosphere. 38 of 49 satellites. The Space Weather Prediction Center does not produce specific warnings about satellite drag or variations in atmospheric density for commercial satellite launches. And now the mega constellation industry is calling for stronger forecasting and alert systems while highlighting gaps in space physics that could affect prediction accuracy and space traffic coordination in an increasingly crowded space environment.
1: And part of this has to do with the fact that space is, excuse me, space has been generally unregulated. And so it's a Wild West show up there. If you can get a satellite up there, apparently you can make, you can do anything you want. And you can put as many up as you want, apparently.
0: Now, will other companies sabotage uh, their competitor satellites? There is a possibility.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And it's just something we're unprepared for, plus we're talking about it from a from a debris standpoint here, yeah. but pretty soon the night sky, from what it sounds like, is just going to we're going to see more satellites than we are going to see stars
1: hmm. <laughs> we have We have unlimited capacity to make things more and more difficult for ourselves moving forward that but many, we can get good internet well, we can get yeah we can get porn a lot quicker now
0: well, and you know. No, more I, information more information I know yes. you just like the well porn, no, I'm just, the porn I'm information. making
1: a point where that we make you are yeah I'm not uh, necessarily speaking personally I'm just saying that it's porn is, is just a, a it's a, a
0: it's an expression a, used when you yeah, mean you we, like to stay on long yeah uh, I long like to learn internet for hours I like I am
1: and, a, an, an insatiable thirst for learning <laughs> yes
0: but in all actuality yeah people do use the internet for other things what if emergency services yeah. are being cut into? Yeah, exactly. uh, because we don't have enough uh, satellite communication. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We need all that. Yeah, but we have too many without any regulation. At some point, it'll be well. We need regulations, yeah. is what yeah, we're saying yeah, yeah, here. Huh? Exactly,
0: and the uh, government accountability office is looking right into that.
1: And billionaires get to do what they want.
0: You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCIFM. FM. FM. From the New York Times, the Biden administration called for the retirement of the B. 83 nuclear superweapon, that's what they did, Okay. but nuclear experts say its most destructive parts will live on indefinitely in one form or another. Tell me more. The B-83 is a hydrogen bomb that debuted in 1983 when Ronald Reagan was denouncing Russia as an evil empire. Mm-hmm. The U.S. government made 660 of the deadly weapons, the B-83 hydrogen bombs, that packed an explosive force roughly 80 times greater than the Hiroshima bomb. Its job was to obliterate hardened military sites and command bunkers, including Moscow's. How many still exist is a federal secret. We don't know how many of these bombs are around. Typically, though, nuclear arms retired from the U.S. arsenal are not destroyed. Instead, they are painstakingly disassembled. And their parts, including their deadly plutonium cores, are kept in a maze of bunkers and warehouses across the United States. Any one of these facilities can act as a nuclear bomb used parts superstore uh, from which we can build the new weapons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you, that's something you don't want to hear when you're in the Army. Corporal Callahan, you've been assigned to dismantling nuclear weapons. Get on it. I'm on it. Yeah, get Sounds in there, to me. got a screwdriver and a flashlight. and a
0: Two turntables and a microphone. Two
1: turntables and a microphone and yeah. a can of Sterno, and you're good to go.
0: I think I would have taken it on. <laughs> one weapon that nuclear planners want to make from recycled parts was, uh, and designs is the W93. Yeah. The one, uh, it's a brand new one, the build as the first new warhead from the nation's nuclear arsenal since the Cold War. The Biden administration announced the weapons birth in March and estimated it would cost up to $15.5 billion. The finished warhead would sit atop submarine missile starting around 2034. So we got a little ways to wait before they are uh, floating around in the oceans.
1: You know, I don't suppose there's any way in the world to stop people from developing faster, more effective more destructive weapons. There's just no way to stop that. But we could
0: have them use those weapons. That would slow them down (laughs) a bit. It would slow everything down.
1: But it is just the fact of military strategy and human impulse to make everything bigger, better, faster, cheaper. And in this case, that's not a good idea.
0: Beyond the weapon debate, critics of atomic weapon recycling warn that the nuclear storage complex is a disaster yeah. waiting to happen. Yep, yep. It's a long history of accidents, safety lapses, and security failures that could lead to a nuclear catastrophe. Plutonium cores of retired hydrogen bombs are of particular concern. The United States now has at least 20,000 plutonium cores, each roughly the size of a grapefruit in storage yeah. yeah they're kept at a sprawling plant in the texas panhandle known as the pantex torrential rains in 2010 and 2017 flooded a major plutonium storage area at the pantex site the clinton bush and obama administrations all made plans with costs in the billions of dollars to get rid of excess plutonium stocks but no strategy has so far succeeded from alabamanews.com, Alabama called off the execution of Kenneth Eugene Smith after they couldn't access his veins for a lethal injection. The decision to call off the execution came after prison officials tried for an hour, but could not complete the procedures to find access to Smith's veins to start an intravenous line for the lethal injection. I wonder if he dehydrated himself. It's harder to get to your veins mm. when you dehydrate. Mm-hmm. Where's a good phlebotomist when you need one?
1: Yeah, no, really. I'm kidding. I'm glad he didn't find it.
0: I had that once when I went in for surgery. They were trying to get my veins. Mm-hmm. And they had about eight pokes in me. Oh, yeah. They were calling on all these different people. Mm. And there was blood running down my arm. Mm. It was kind of neat. I felt like Jesus for some reason. <laughs> Did you? you know, my arms were, you know, kind of <laughs> spread out. <Yeah. laughs> and all these people were gathered around me. And, and they were so, poking it, me with sharp things.
1: Anybody washing your feet or anything while this was happening? There could have been. Yeah, I'm not really remember. sure. Yeah. I said,
0: uh, forgive them. For, for they know they not know what they, what they, they do, do, do as they were trying to inject yeah, me here. Yeah, there you go. Officials did gain access to one vein and tried to perform a central line procedure but did not have time to complete it in time for the deadline for the execution by midnight. This just seems like some sort of twilight zone story or something yeah. you gotta kill this guy by midnight right and they're trying to poke this <laughs> stuff into his veins or it's a saturday night live sketch yeah. we don't know yeah smith was convicted for his role in the 1988 murder for hire of elizabeth Dorleen senate a pastor's wife from colbert county alabama who was fatally stabbed and beaten yeah from toledo action news in ohio the Toledo City Council approved legislation to relieve medical debt for eligible residents. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. In a seven to five vote, council members approved legislation to create a partnership between the city and a nonprofit group, group called RIP Medical Debt to relieve debt for eligible Toledo residents. The council approved $800,000 in Rescue Plan Act funding for the move. The uh, American Rescue Plan Act is the... trillion economic stimulus bill passed in 2021 during the pandemic Mm -hmm. by Congress and signed into law by Joe Biden. RIP medical debt will eliminate $160 to $200 million in medical debt for Toledo residents in Lucas and Lucas County residents. Councilwoman Michelle Grimm, who spearheaded the measure, said it it would use less than 1% of the city's American Rescue Plan Act funds.
1: Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's a great deal. RIP Medical Debt would work with hospitals to purchase debt in bundles at a discounted rate, eliminating medical debt for many people. It's a great way to go about this. It is. The longer debt goes unpaid, the cheaper it is for RIP Medical Debt to purchase. Yeah. Grimm said that the, that could wipe out decades of debt. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic story. And from The Guardian, the company behind Moët in Chandon and Dom Perignon, you know, those fancy champagnes, Mm -hmm. has said it is running out of stock of its best champagnes as the wealthy spend on luxury goods in a new roaring 20s age of decadence. That's what we're living through right now, according to the champagne makers. Yeah.
1: Since 2008, when... The world's economy nearly collapsed and U.S. taxpayers bailed us out, bailed out those major financial institutions. Ever since then, big companies and billionaires have been using that leverage and that money to essentially enhance enrich themselves as well as enhance their political advantage over us. As a result, just what Nathan alluded to, we are in a new age of of greed and corruption. By the way, and fun. And fun. If you yeah.
0: Speaking of fun. Yeah. Do you like Bob Dylan? Yeah, I do. I think he's kind of an ass, but that's well, just awesome. me. He, he writes decent lyrics and and plays a uh, questionable guitar. From Variety magazine. Okay. Unhappy Bob Dylan fans who spent $599 to buy the 900 personally hand-signed copies of his new book. Mhm. The philosophy of modern song are set to receive refunds after the publisher Simon and Schuster acknowledged last Saturday Sunday afternoon that the personally hand signed signatures were actually machine signed. Oh. I wonder if Bob knew about this. yeah, i don 't care. as long as it looks like, my signature what 's the difference? The books began arriving in purchasers' mailboxes last Friday, and buyers quickly began comparing notes, or more importantly, photographs, and coming to realize that the books had apparently been signed using AutoPen, which captures a real signature and reproduces it using a machine-powered pen. Buyers sharing photos in public forums had been able to identify 17 different signature variations that were being used as of early Sunday afternoon before the publisher acknowledged that things were not as advertised. On Friday, however, though, the uh, publisher had been refusing requests that came in in for refunds of the $599 price and contending that the books were hand signed as avowed in a letter from the head of the company that came along with each volume testing to its so in other words
1: authenticity so in other words there was words, a concerted effort to deceive yeah it wasn't the same signature Whatever however many books that were sold there were 17 versions of it knowing full well that that might oh, be that's just
0: a figure 17 at least 17 yeah at versions. least okay at least but yeah.
1: so in other words they were they knowingly were deceiving people yeah so they, there's a big, and there's I, a big I, I, lawsuit. Know, maybe and,
0: Bob Dylan doesn't know about this, but, you yeah, know, yeah. I can easily imagine, you know, we're, we're going to sell in the contract It being somewhere yeah. in this. this. I
1: mean, you could say if there was just one signature on all the books, you'd say, well, you know, they tried to get away with this or. Whatever, but
0: 17 versions is an attempt to deceive. Biologists. Well, and if they have this auto-pen thing, yeah. and if they put in, this is what the letter said. We certainly understand any concerns you may have. However, each individual copy of the limited sign edition of Bob Dylan's The Philosophy of More Modern Song was personally signed by the author yeah. and is accompanied by a letter of authenticity from the publisher of Simon & Schuster. Yeah. So the publisher lied. He lied. And this came after they were already contesting it. Big lawsuit. Well, it's I uh, I don't know what they can claim if they all get their refunds. You know, hardship. <laughs> no. it's Disillusionment.
1: A, it's a terrible look, and and for the company and for Bob
0: Dylan. And yeah, also from the University of Tokyo, scientists discovered that rats are headbangers. <laughs> I want to get to this story. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Accurately moving to a musical beat was thought to be a skill innately unique to humans. However, new research shows that rats also have this ability. The optimal tempo not for nodding along was found to be within 120 to 140 beats per minute to which humans also exhibit the clearest beat synchronization. It's kind of a, you know, the 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 that Although the main study focuses on responses to Mozart's sonata for two pianos in D major, four other musical pieces were also played to the human and animal participants. Born This Way by Lady Gaga, Beat It by Michael Jackson, Sugar by Maroon 5, and Another One Bites the Dust (laughs) by Queen. And finally, from Science News restroom visitors can expect not to piss on themselves or splash urine on the floor if they use a new urinal inspired by curves in nature. (laughs) The key to making a splashless urinal is ensuring that a person's pee stream hits the porcelain at a shallow angle, no matter where it is aimed. Mm. So you don't want any hard corners anywhere Mm -hmm. when you're peeing in a a urinal. Researchers reported at the American Physical Society's Division of Fluid Dynamics meeting in Indianapolis. That's where this all went down. Keeping the angle that a fluid strikes a surface shallow prevents the splash. The new urinal design, a tall, narrow urinal. I hope it's not too narrow because that's another problem. They're just compounding the problem here. A tall, narrow urinal with a curving inner surface employs the same geometry as a nautilus shell. We talked about nautilus shells. I think it was last week. The cephalopod shell. Uh, There's a smooth flow across the surface. In experiments involving faux pee, dye fluids sprayed into conventional urinals, the team found significant splash that, in the real world, would have ended up on a person's legs. Mm Mm-hmm. And feet, Mm -hmm. and on the floor nearby. Mm -hmm. When the researchers repeated the experiments with prototypes of the new design and inspected the surrounding surfaces, I want that job. They couldn't find even a single droplet. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Reviewed podcast at WeeklySignals.com. WeeklySignals.com. Subscribe now.